Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. I'm joined by two members of the EHE team today. So I've got Pete and I've got Elliot with me. Hi, boys, guys, boys. I don't know. Hi. Hi, girl. <laughs> Why did I say that? Uh, hi, Nairi. <laughs> How are you both? Good, thank you. What about yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. You all right, Pete? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Oh, good. We spent the day together yesterday, didn't we? And now here we are doing a, another podcast, like yeah. a family, like a family. So I'm looking forward to this one today because it's something we've talked about as a team quite a lot, but we're going to unpick some of the awkward or perhaps uncomfortable questions that you two tend to ask founders quite early on in the process. And the reason we wanted to talk about this today is obviously we do ask some quite blunt questions that perhaps people aren't expecting, but there is a reason for that. So we thought this might help prepare entrepreneurs as they go on their funding journey to understand a little bit more about why these questions are being asked. And it's not just that we're difficult or awkward or or being nosy. So without spoiling any of it, perhaps Pete, would you like to kick off? One of the things we talk about quite a lot is understanding how much money has been invested in the business so far by the entrepreneur. And obviously, you're the one that tends to kind of unpick some of that, aren't you? So it might be useful if maybe you could share a little bit about what you ask and what you're looking for in this. Yeah. And just to add a little bit more context, you know, what we do at EHE is we bring all these questions right to the start of the process. And we do that because it's our kind of role that how we help you as entrepreneurs is to kind of preempt areas of your business that potential investors are going to zoom in on and prepare you for those questions and help you with the answers. So that's why we do it. And one of the key points the investors look for is where the shared risk is. You know, what's what's the entrepreneur's risk? You know, if we're putting in some money. What's their risk? What they got to lose? What's keeping them in the business? And one of the questions that is always difficult to answer is, you know, what what have you put into the business today? You know, what what have you got? What do you stand to lose if this business falls or if you walk away from it? And sometimes that is pure sweat. You know, they've left their very high paid job in the city and they've set the startup up, but they haven't you know, pulled a salary for three years, which is great and fine. And that does constitute some risk, but investors want to see a financial risk. They want to see money they put into this business. So they want to see that the entrepreneur, the founders have put their own money in, whether it be friends and family, their own money, you know, their own savings, but they want to see that in the figures and they want to know that they've got that to lose if they walk away. And that is a a classic shared risk scenario that incentivizes the founders to go through the hard times as well as the good times. And I think to add to that as well, we also really zoom in on the team. You've got your senior team around what's incentivizing them, what's going to make them go through the really hard times, which there will be many. We want to see share schemes. We want to see whether they've invested themselves as well. You know, all these things are all big ticks in the boxes for, for investors. You know, they want to know that the team that's going to execute on the idea is in it for the long term and will get through those hard times. Brilliant. Thank you. And Elliot, anything to add? I know you often talk quite at length to entrepreneurs around shared risk and, and incentivizing the team and looking at the team structure, et cetera. 
I think fundamentally this, what we're discussing today, all falls under the first stage of our process, which is the the evaluation scheme part of the opportunity. So we, at this stage, it's all about reviewing the opportunity to decide whether we like the opportunity enough to take it forward to our community of investors. So as Pete kind of alluded to there, one of the most important things at this first stage is assessing the team and the people involved in, in the business, probably in particular to start with the entrepreneur, but then secondary also their senior team to assess that they've got capable, motivated and people are vested within the business, you know, both from a time perspective and a, a monetary perspective, and also ensure that they've got the ability to recruit and retain the necessary staff to enable them to execute the growth plan. So at this stage, you know, quite often people can see us asking some quite awkward and maybe intrusive questions in, you know, entrepreneurs' opinion quite quickly. And the reason for this is it's in nobody's interest to kind of waste anybody's time in this process. And we work on a basis of helping entrepreneurs raise that funding that they need to develop their product or scale their business as soon as possible. So we get in quite deep into the process quite quickly. And hence why we do tend to ask, you know, a suite of questions quite quite quickly to assess things such as, you know, the, the skills of the people within the team, what their background and experience is, what the leadership ability is. They've got the right mindset to run a high growth company. Another thing which quite often people don't like elaborating on his previous successes and failures. Obviously, successes, everybody wants to concentrate quite keenly on. But I think you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your from your successes. So quite often, I want to hear about people's badges and scars, in particular the scars, you know, when things have gone wrong and the going's got tough. How have you dealt with that scenario? You know, most entrepreneurs have had failures. You know, they've had businesses which have failed. You know, that's not necessarily a problem, but I think there's got to be learnings from them failures, which then put you in a, in a better place for when you uh, you enter your next venture. And one of the things we we do ask, and obviously don't really make any apologies for asking this, is is the salary that the entrepreneur is taking from the business. And again, that's not to be difficult or nosy. And I know people often feel quite uncomfortable when they're discussing salaries, etc. But it is part of the investment process. Elliot, would you mind just explaining a little bit about why why we asked that one? I think quite often entrepreneurs, you know, have come from, you know, if they particularly if they've worked, say, in the corporate environment, they they have come from quite well-paid salaries, in some cases, you know, six-figure salaries. And I think the automatic assumption then when they start to run their own business is to put a similar what they view as a market value salary for their time and expertise into their kind of financial model and projections. But from an an investor's perspective, they don't want their funds to fund founder lifestyles. You know, they want them to be vested in the business. They've got to see that they're committed and they've got skin in the game, so to speak. So it shouldn't be easy for a, a founder to be able to walk away. You know, what have they got to lose? They've had the same salary that they would have earned in, you know, a, a normal environment. Things fail. Investors have lost their money. But what's the entrepreneur lost? You know, they just go and get another job at the same salary that they were earning before. So it's generally unheard of for six-figure salaries, in particular in startups, to be earned by founders. You know, it's normally a more average kind of workers' salary around about the forty grand mm. kind of mark. You know, in any some circumstances, it, it's 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 zero. It's pure sweat. But on that basis, then founders generally do tend to be able to retain more equity because they are seen to be taking 
more risk. So I normally like to see a kind of fair salary in the initial stages, but then something that can increase based upon hitting certain milestones. You've got to motivate and reward people accordingly based on success. So I think there's got to be some incentive for that salary to increase over a period of time. And entrepreneurs have got to understand that they're taking this risk and sacrifice as part of the greater good. You know, they are looking to build something which should be, you know, worth something substantial in the longer term. So it shouldn't be seen as giving up salary at that point in time. It's investing in the business to help grow and the rewards will then come in a period of time if things go well. Thank you. And I know we have had some funny answers, haven't we, to salary around people sort of talking about their lifestyle commitments, et cetera. And that isn't something that investors would ever look upon kindly in terms of, you know, maintaining existing outgoings, particularly when they're kind of lifestyle products. So there is a reason for for asking that, as you say, and it tends to be the one where people do get a little bit uncomfortable. But I suppose the other thing we, we wanted to talk about is, you know, that we're not expecting people to not earn a salary. Lorraine, I know Pete, we we were on a call this week where we explained really well why we were asking that. And it's also, I suppose, to prep the entrepreneur because they will get asked that later on in the in the stages when they are having investor conversations as well. So for them to be aware that, you know, it is going to be asked and that there's a reason for that. One of the other things obviously we talk quite a lot about and, and sort of dig into is what they're actually planning to spend that investment on. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about not funding founder lifestyle, but Pete, maybe you could share a little bit more about why we're actually asking that and kind of just sense checking where the funds are are planned to be spending and looking at different alternatives, I suppose. Obviously, we always want to see that money spent wisely, but it's always all interesting to see the division of that money as well. And I think one of the most important things we want to hear about is the runway. How long is this going to sustain you? You Ordinarily, investors like to see 12 to 18 months runaway of this cash. So what we do is drill into that to find out what puts that at risk. Because the last thing an investor wants is you coming back when you're capping your hands nine months down the line saying, yeah, we didn't account for this or this happened and et cetera, et cetera. So we really try to avoid that at all costs. And to be honest, we've on more cases have actually told people that they're not asking for enough. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs try and keep it to a bare minimum and they remove any wiggle room out of the models and you know get it really tight which again can ring an alarm bell for an investor and the worst thing is you don't even get that feedback the investor will look at your model they'll look at how much you're asking for and dismiss you straight away because there's no wiggle room in the model you're not asking for enough money to give you a long enough runway and you don't get any feedback you just get a a day job conversation at best for they ignore you etc etc what we try and do is work with you on that model look at how much you're asking for and advise on whether that's enough and also expose the bits in your model that the investor might zoom in on you know an investor wants to see contingency plans they want to see what if scenarios they want to see how it's going to cope with seasonal demand you know we've got everything going on at the moment from you know we've had covid we've had Wars in Russia, for example, horrendous things happen at the moment, and not to mention the cost of living crisis and all these things. So investors are keen to see how you adapt to these things. 
Yeah, thank you. Really interesting. Anything else, Elliot or Pete, from your point of view that we do ask up front where people can get a bit prickly on that we've not sort of covered today? I mean, on the fundamentals of it really are around the cash, aren't they? How much has been invested? How much is being taken out? What's it going to be used for? And and unpicking a lot more of, I suppose, what doesn't come across in the pitch deck, which is submitted as part of the EHE investment process. I think there's Another thing which can be quite a touchy subject, and I think we have covered this off in, in another podcast, which is about the valuation mm. of a business. And, and this is something that does lean quite on from the kind of salary side of things. And that's how have you valued your business and how do you, how do you kind of justify that valuation? Quite often you do see a number of businesses, which, you know, in my opinion, would be kind of overvalued where it's at at that point in time. But founders have put their blood, sweat and tears into yeah. the business up to that point in time. And obviously it's it's extremely important to them. And investors obviously kind of come into it at their point in time and, and quite often do very much see it from their own point of view and from their own risk point of view. Whereas founders are obviously thinking, you know, I've got it to this stage. It's taken me two, three years of I've, you know, I've 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 put salary sacrifice in, I've remortgaged my house. And, you know, it's a balancing act of, you know, kind of being respectful. To that, but also ensuring that all parties kind of understand that there is a level of risk and it's it's got to be balanced between entrepreneurs and investors so that they're sharing they're sharing the risk but obviously sharing the reward as well. And that's another thing that's got to be fair. You know, the terms of any investment have got to be fair and give the right potential returns for management, investors and key personnel. Well, thank you. And just to kind of summarise, I know you both touched on it at the beginning, but part of our, our process and EHE does stand for entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs is genuinely helping them through this investment process. So not walking an entrepreneur all the way through the investment process to get in front of investors and find that there's some really awkward questions that they haven't been prepared for or don't know how to answer. So we are very much about getting those elephants on the table, I suppose, up front. And it is always with the best of intentions and to support the entrepreneur. But hopefully after listening to this podcast, so people can understand a little bit more about why we're asking for it. And we do provide advice and, and guidance on, you know, ways of answering that and things to look at. And we have had quite a few founders that I know you've both spoken to that have gone away and made some changes to the way the business is structured or look re-looked at the salary or, you know, the investment options and, and things like that as well. So it has been hugely helpful, I know, to the to the ones that you have spoken to. So thank you both very much. That was really interesting. Hopefully people will, will find it interesting. And, and you know it'll help them get prepared for those conversations whether that's with us or, or other investors so i will say goodbye don't forget we have all of the other links to the podcast in the description box below and obviously if you do want to submit your pitch deck and tell us a bit more about your business you can do that on the ehe website and we'll include the link in the description today thanks elliot thank you pete thank you for listening to this episode of extraordinary entrepreneurs together visit the ehe capsule website ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.